0: This is one of those shows where I'm going into my monologue having zero clue about what I'm going to say. I literally have no idea what I'm going to say in the monologue. Now I've already recorded our regular Friday segment with Larry Holder, so I know what's in there. So if you want to have some fun with me, maybe I'll only have like a one minute monologue and then go right into Larry. Nah, that, would be, that wouldn't be any fun. Let's have some fun. Let's pick Saints Packers. Let's break down week three of the NFL, all here on Datitude. coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where are you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who are just grateful that they are not fans. Oh, the New York Giants. Yikes. Hello and good morning everybody. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times McHugh and the Advocate and bet.nola.com and this is the fourth attitude of the week and I'm tired. It is episode number 170 for a Friday, September the 22nd, 2023. A special day um, in my life. A little personal note. You know, my I've mentioned it a couple of times over the course of 170 episodes. I don't talk about it a whole lot, but uh, you know, my sister passed away a few years ago. One of my younger sisters, I have two younger sisters, um, and one, both younger than me. One uh, passed away a few years ago. Today would have been her 52nd birthday. So um, we're gonna give a little. We're gonna go out. I'll give you a little hint that that's how we're gonna go out today. We're gonna. Um, my sister was one of the most upbeat. Um, you know, all the problems that she had throughout her life. She <laughs> she was one of the most upbeat, fun people to be around. Uh, all her friends will tell you that. Uh, she spent a lot of her, more well, well, way more than half of her life very ill, um, especially the last few years. But uh, she was always the life of the party. So today is her heavenly birthday, and again, that's how we're going to go out a little, little teaser, a little spoiler alert. That's our... Our song of the day is going to be a tribute to my sister. It's a song that I remember. Whenever I hear it, I can't help but think of her. I'll explain it in a little bit if you care. If you don't, you don't have to listen to it, but it's my show, and I'm going to give you a tribute to my sister, by God. Uh, what do we think about the Saints and Packers this weekend? You know, I was watching uh, watching the Niners-Giants game last night, and it's been a rough ride for the Saints the past couple of years. Uh Fans are obviously hoping things are better this year with Derek Carr in the fold and if the defense can keep playing like they've been playing. Um, so I've had my moments where I've been I've criticized different things and had negativity about the offensive line or whatever. But I watched the Giants last night, and I was like, thank God I don't have to talk about that team every damn day. Good God they're bad. I mean, look, Brian Dable did the best he could, but they had an easy schedule. We... We talked about the NFC East easy schedule last year, and now the NFC South is kind of going through that same thing. Um, actually, they're not kind of. that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, there's a reason why the Bucks are 2 and0, and the Falcons are two and 2 and O. And quite honestly, even the Saints now the Saints have played at least one of their tougher opponents, in the Titans in the first week. Larry and I talk about how much better Ryan Tannehill looked against the Chargers than he looked against the Saints. His passer rating improved immensely, like fourfold or something along those lines. So it's not just the fact that, so I don't want to make, I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there that I think the Saints are 2-0 and only because of their crappy schedule. And when all is said and done, they may end up with 11, 12, or 13 wins that's going to be in part because of their crappy schedule. Um, but that being said, you still got to go out and do it. And the Saints have done it. Will they do it this week? Well, I'm not going to give my prediction away yet. Uh, I mean, if you've read my NFL picks column, you, you probably know what I'm going to say. Uh, will Larry Holder feel the same way? Well, we're going to get in all that. We actually spent more time than we spent the past few weeks um, talking about this because we spend the first 15, 20 minutes kind of getting into, diving in to the offensive line. And Larry has done, like, all this research, one of the things he does is he goes through, like, grades for each player and kind of comes up with, you know, it's almost like studying game film. That's one thing that Larry always did when he was here, and he had his own show here, um, even before Duncan Holder. Like, he would do these things. He would break down film, and it was kind of what Sean Fazan does now for Fox 8, but I think he'd dive into it even a little bit more. And so now he's, like, doing kind of the same things but diving in to, like, grades with this service that he, they use over at The Athletic, and it's phenomenal. So we talked about the offensive line for about 10 or 12 minutes, um, and I thought it was a fascinating conversation. Then we talked about the Saints as a whole and dove into the NFL Week 3, what games we are looking forward to most, uh, along with our Saints-Packers prediction at the end of the show. So it, it's one, it, it's one of our better debts uh, this season so far, I thought, um, it was a great live show, and here I am, adding my monologue to it, um, you know, one of the things that I joke about, and I said earlier in the week, I really am going to have this segment, because at least once a week, and he's been pretty tame, but my, my 25-year-old know-it-all sign oh, I love to death, um, he keeps things interesting, um, I'm a, I'm a grandpa of a three-month-old now. I mean, just had a baby. The kid looks just like him. Um, but I hope he doesn't say the same silly stuff. And I put stuff in parentheses because we're going to have a segment on this show. Going forward, at least once a week, we're going to play the segment, and we're going to put stuff in parentheses, my son says. We were talking uh, earlier this week via text. I told him, when he said this, I'm like, I didn't even go into it. I said, conversation over. Um, Because he doesn't think Bill Belichick is a good coach. He says, um, quote, good coaches make the playoffs. The dude has no clue how to run an offense. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's really stuff. Stuff. Unquote, you can't see my air quotes, it's stuff, my son says. That's, that's this week's version. We're going to do this on a regular basis going forward, because I'm telling you. You will come back to this show just to hear the air quotes, stuff, my son says. Good stuff. Good good stuff. More air quotes. All right, that's enough air quotes. Let's get to Larry, a short, a shorter monologue today. I told you I didn't know what I was going to say when I came into this. I really didn't um it has been a weird week this is the fourth datitude of the week i think this is only the this might only be the second time we've done four dats in a week maybe two other times uh, but when the saints play on monday it just co- throws my schedule off kilter completely i mean one thing about sports writers when we get into, if you cover football and that's your main thing and this has always been my main thing really Um, even when I was covering high schools. It's still your main thing. Football is is the beat. You get into your routine. And once you get into your routine, you don't want anything to screw it up. So when a team you're covering plays a Monday night in the second week of the season, it kind of screws everything up. So now i got to go get back to the routine. But four datitudes in one week. If you listen to all four of them, God bless your little heart. Because this might be the best one of them all. We'll see. Here's Larry. Larry Holder of The Athletic is with me. How are you, sir? I'm good. Look, I didn't get them all right. No, you didn't. I, I got a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple, yeah,
1: like, like the Falcons particularly. Falcons.
0: Yeah, yeah Falcons. Yeah, are you right. going to get the Falcons right this week? We're going to find out. Again, we're going to talk about NFL Week 3. That's coming up. But we got to start with Saints-Packers. Uh, you see the rankings on the screen. You see the stat leaders on the screen. Um, Larry, what do you see in this matchup? I find it a very intriguing matchup. The first time this year, the Saints are underdogs, and I, and I I kind of don't understand why they're underdogs. Well, I think that
1: people feel like the Saints offensively look when you can't put up points and you're going on the road. I mean, I think that makes sense. And uh, look, I can boast about my successful <laughs> heads up one point win for the Falcons that I got right in the like the last two minutes of the game yeah uh, but green Bay had looked like they were going to win that game. And it's, to me, it's, it, it comes down to a that the saints are playing at Lambeau and B that I feel like it's a pretty even matchup. I, even though Jordan loves numbers are very good. I feel like they are very deceiving. And yet I feel like the Packers on defense, some of the numbers that you're showing there I think their defense is actually better than advertised. And so I I feel like uh, going into this game, it's not like the Saints have been super efficient on offense. And I'm going to predict a low scoring game once again, until the Saints offense actually proves it can put up points on the board and other teams can prove that they can actually score uh, more proficiently than they have against the Saints defense. So uh, I get the tight spread and I get that Green Bay is favored by just a smidge. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like that this is definitely kind of one of those nail-biter games.
0: Jim Derry, along with Larry Holder here on this Friday morning, as we are every Friday at 10 a.m. on all of these NOLA.com and BET.NOLA.com social media channels uh, talking about whoever the Saints are playing that week. What are we going to do when the Saints have a bye week? Maybe we'll all just sleep for a week. Who knows? I don't Larry, get that luxury. Larry sleep. covers the whole NFL. So I, don't he, get, is, exactly. I don't
1: get a bye week. I don't, I'm not off till the Super Bowl's over.
0: Well, technically, neither am I. So, but we'll see how it. Maybe we can sneak a nap in. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it works. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to leave them. If you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, just go ahead and type them in the comment stream. We'll get them. Uh, we'll we'll put them up on the screen. Uh, you got about half an hour or so before we go off the air. Uh, we we already had a couple comments, and one of them, Uncle Big Nick's here. You know, you were, he was on the show yesterday. You don't need to tell us you're here. We. We know you're here. We, we we thank you for watching, Uncle Bigman. We'll see how many of his picks are right this week. He's doing a lot of college stuff. You know, I know you're the NFL guy, but you gotta love the college weekend that's coming up with the FSU Clemson and Ohio State Notre Dame and Coach Prime's going his first like real, real test against Oregon and a lot of smack talk there. Alabama Ole Miss. I mean, do you watch football on Saturdays?
1: Yeah, I feel very fortunate that I'm completely off uh, well in terms of the athletic, I'm technically off today, but I, you know, look, I, I love you, Jim. So I've got to do oh, you. A oh, and so, uh, that's yeah, that's so it's Saturday. I'm off, off. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting back watching for sure. I mean, I think there's going to be quite an intriguing weekend, uh, all over the place. And I it's, it's something that if you want to kind of get a head start on, draft prospects with the way the matchups are this weekend, it's a good one to watch. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to sit back, uh, kind of enjoy it all, and uh, and then watch what our draft gurus think <laughs> of all the prospects right. and all the games that are going on.
0: It's funny how our, our, all of our lives has changed and the way we do our jobs have changed because actually even in the two years that I've done this now, uh, my shift is now towards I'm basically just writing about the NFL as well, even – when it's the off seasons, and that's where I'm going now. So I'm I'm kind of the uh, pseudo facto NFL sports betting writer. Even when the season's over, there's all kinds of draft stuff to, to write about as well. So that's where we are these days. JJ says he's got to watch those sketchy quote unquote fixed games like the Rams last week. I don't know if, if you're um if I, I don't know how much of sports betting is into your mindset. I know you do a picks column and you you know, or, you know, you write about, you make picks in the NFL, but did you notice that last week? Did you hear about this with San Francisco and the Rams last week?
1: I heard about it from uh, actually one of our editors uh, that uh, uh, he's the editor for our Rams coverage. And so he brought it up. Like I didn't realize that, that them kicking the field goal would cause a, a bunch of mass chaos in, in betting land. I did think it was just odd. I didn't, actually catch mcveigh's explanation i know he was asked about it and i i don't know he knew
0: nothing he said he knew nothing about it he he just knew i mean what what would you know i mean why would you run up and spike the ball down 10 with four seconds left to kick a field goal i don't get it i don't know why you wouldn't go for the touchdown like you do that i don't i don't get it and if you're gonna kick the field goal so i mean i guess i was trying to explain this to my son if You know, if you're going to kick the field goal, I guess I get it because then you could onside kick and then have one more play or two more plays. But you do that the play before when there's still like 20 seconds left. You're out of time. Exactly. (laughs) With 20 seconds left, I could understand it. You kick a field goal from the, you know, it's a 52-yard field goal the play before, but they go up and try to get more yards. They don't have any timeouts left. They go up and spike it. It made no sense. Um, And it makes, you know, it makes my job harder because there are people out there, obviously there are skeptics who think that, you know, sports betting is infiltrating and ruining things. I mean, and I understand why people would think that in cases like that. So I mean, it makes you wonder. It makes you, like I said last week on our Monday show, things that make you go, hmm. And that's Do you think the
1: NFL scripted that Aaron Rodgers would tear his Achilles four plays? Absolutely in the not. And ruin and ruin like half of their TV schedule because you can't flex out of some of these Jets games yet.
0: I don't think, look, I will say this, and it pisses me yeah. off because Saints fans think that the NFL hates their team. I mean, it, we, we go through this like multiple times per year. And I have, you know, and I, it's funny because whenever I start talking about this, we lose viewers. I know you can't see how many people are watching at one time, but whenever I, you know, I like piss off Saints fans because I say, this, the NFL's not fixed. They don't give a rat's ass about the Saints one way or the other. They like New Orleans, they keep coming back here for the Super Bowl. There they go. They're, they're dropping off. They don't want to hear me say that. They can't stand yeah. They can't st- stand the fact that I say that. All right, back to Saints-Packers. I've, I've ranted long enough. Uh, this One thing that I find interesting about this, and you look at these numbers, and Jordan Love, he's got 396 yards compared to Carr's 533, but he's got six touchdown passes. Carr's only got one. What gives there, Larry?
1: Well, that's the thing uh, with some of these deceiving numbers. Uh, you look at Jordan Love, he leads the NFL in passer rating right now, one eighteen. So basically, uh, he's able to hit big plays and make them happen. Because guess what? He's only been completing fifty six percent of his passes. Right. So, and and you look at uh, one of the metrics that uh, I use a lot, and uh, you kind of see floating around uh, a, a lot in coverage these days. It's EPA, and that's expected points added, uh, and that it's a really a metric. And uh, look, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's pretty spot on. Like, it kind of shows between passer rating. Like, it it, it kind of uncovers, like, shows myths around the league. Uh, But basically, when Love gets it done, he gets it done. He's number two in the NFL uh, in EPA because of the six touchdowns compared to no interceptions and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, it's, he's really boom or bust, it kind of seems like, uh, right now. And I, I feel like with Carr, the numbers are not, Great, like they were actually pretty good leaving Week One, uh, in terms of that EPA rate I just mentioned. But now uh, he's more toward the bottom of the league. His passer rating uh, is more resembling of what he was doing with the Raiders. He's got to feel very fortunate that he's not playing with a Raiders defense because the team he was beyond would be owing to. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, you look at it in that sense, the receivers are certainly helping him out. I mean, they're making tremendous catches, all of them. So I feel like Carr has to feel pretty fortunate, but on the same side, pass rushes, their, their opposing pass rush against has been tough. we we've, we've, I'm sure you're still hammering
0: Trevor I, Penning. I, ha- I have a viewer question about that as we speak, <laughs> uh, you know, and JJ writes his question is a little bit too long from the screen. They like might cover our faces. If it's so long, but uh, I mean, basically, the gist of it is he and I have been kind of going back and forth on Twitter, and I I disagree. I think I think I th- he's talking about Pete Carmichael and the left side of the line. I think that Pete Carmichael has actually done a pretty good job this year so far. Uh, I gave him a lot of grief last year. I had I had some bad names that I called him, nothing, you know vulgar or anything, but it was pretty bad. I mean, if I were him or his kids I'd, or his wife, I'd probably be pissed off at me. But uh, I think he's, in all fairness, I think he's done a pretty good job so far this year. With I think they've done a really nice job trying to get Carr away from the weak side of their line, which is the left side, which is not good. But that being said, I do agree that the fact of, I think they've got to do something with Trevor Penning and more than just giving him help over there. I mean, I don't understand, and you can tell me if you disagree, why isn't Hurst playing left tackle and Pete playing left guard? And you just pull penning, and maybe you put him in again at some point, and I get it that he's a first-round draft pick, but he's killing you.
1: Well, you're also 2-0, and so you're not, not going to really change it. And he, like you said, he's your first-round pick. He, this, he barely played last year. Some of this is going to be growing pains. Uh, Teron Armstead was not great That's true. early. That's I mean, true. he wasn't, and he was pulled uh, – no, he replaced a pulled Charles Brown, and Correct. Charles Brown wasn't great, and he lasted about 13 games.
0: But wasn't uh, he also a first-round pick? He was a second-round pick. Second-round pick, okay.
1: But, uh, and, uh, but no, you you got to give him time. I mean, that's just what it is. Sorry, too bad. you got to give him time. And I, I feel like – here's the thing. Like, the Saints aren't running the football well either. So I think that's if you can get a running game going, and who knows if that's going to start this week? Probably not likely, given who you got Leonard running. Leonard Miller, yeah, and uh, Tony Jones. I mean, and look, the bat and you mentioned Pete Carmichael. Look, like, that the fact that you're having a patchwork something going on in the backfield, and like Taysom Hill's having to run the football a lot more than probably you actually want. I mean, the fact that you're scratching and clawing and uh, pass pressure, like it's. This is not on Pete Carmichael. But Penning, he's going to be the guy. Too bad. I mean, that's he. you might see his struggles, and he, you're not going to replace the first-round pick in, year, in basically year one of the
0: start. Not happening. Sorry. So if, if he continues to play as he's played, now the, uh, the Saints have allowed eight sacks. I have not gone through the complete game film, but just judging by, and I've seen every play this year, just judging by what I've seen, I think Penning's responsible for five of those eight sacks. So if he continues to allow... And I, I mean, this is—that's a pretty awful number. You're allowing two and a half sacks a game thus far, and it's only week week three. But if he continues to allow two and a half sacks a game, you're telling me that you think that they'll just stick with him anyway?
1: Well, I don't think he's going to do that. I also think that uh, going up against Tennessee is tough. Going up against Carolina is tough. Like they're I not agree. slouches. So that's—I feel like that's part of where we are there too. And now this week, uh, look. The Packers, uh, I could tell you right now, uh, they, certainly, they only have five sacks, but they're number two in pressure percentage in the NFL. The Cowboys are one, Packers are two, Saints are three. So they pressure the quarterback. Now, I will tell you this. I'm pulling up our uh, the stat service we use for pressure percentage, left tackle. Uh, remember last week we had uh, Trevor Penning as the most pressure. Now, overall through two weeks – He's number three. Oh, he's so he's
0: up. moved from worst to third worst. Right. So Got
1: progress, it. progress. He's given yeah. up three sacks this year. That's what we have him. So one and a half a game is what we are. He's allowed ten pressures, three sacks. Uh, I mean, his pressure percentage is terrible. Like you, yeah. like the average is five point six among left tackles. He's given up twelve point seven. Maybe next or more week, more than then. double.
0: Maybe next week he could be fifth worst. That would be really fun. Chris that's Lundy. Chris Lundy says Penning needs to go to guard. You can't do that. I mean, Pen- Penning's not a guard. He's a tackle. So yeah. I mean, he's either he's either going to play left tackle. Or he's not going to play. So I mean, I'm not trying to you know, diss what you're saying, Chris. But that's just the fact. That's he's a. It's like it would be like moving Kendra Miller wide receiver. That's not what he is. There are two completely different positions. You block completely differently. If you notice, there are only a few, a handful of offensive linemen that are as versatile like James Hurst, who can play multiple positions on the offensive line. That is I rare. Mean, it is, really is. I mean, and either like Cesar Ruiz is really a center who's playing guard. He was so, the best
1: center coming out in the draft, and they've they've had to shoehorn him at guard all these years because of
0: Eric McGoy. I Chris mean, McCoy, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, so it is what it is. I mean, the, so but I don't think Penning can play guard. Is 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 part of with that? He's not versatile at all. Chris is here. He says, who dat? Um, you know, I, I, I just, I have, the, the problem I have is, and I understand they're 2-0, and oh, he's getting better, but I mean, and you say he's not going to give up these sacks, but what makes you think that? I mean, to me, you know, if you give up four sacks in the first game, you give up four sacks, the, it's not just the sacks that he gives up. There are times when he doesn't give up a sack, Carr gets hit, he gets the pass off, and Penning's just standing there. Kind of looking over his quarterback, like, "Oops, I'm sorry." I mean, that just doesn't work.
1: But it's not all penning, like that's the thing. Uh, I could tell you, pressure percentage wise, Eric McCoy's is up higher than it's ever been, really. So he that look, that's it's not just penning. Like you can't just put it all on him. There's a lot of it. It's just it's far more noticeable for the guy you're a zeroing in on, and b the left tackle. Like if a guard gives it up, you're not seeing it. As much like I'm as I'm I'm doing this real time I'm I'm looking up uh, all of our stats James Hurst is basically average at left guard 5.1 yeah. okay. percent pressure percentage that's the average for left guards Uh I know like I said I because I looked up I was just curious I looked up McCoy's and his rates are higher uh, than normal uh, Ramchek's playing well I can tell you on that side of the football Uh and then. All right. I'll, I'll, Ruiz's
0: I'll got to be about average. I would I'll just think, keep
1: or, rambling, but I can look this up real quick. Right guard and see where he is. Well,
0: While you're saying that, you know, Chris had another suggestion. And, look, I'm not trying to you're, – you're, you're throwing him up there, so I told you I would put him on the screen, and, he, and I'm going to explain why you can't do this. Move McCoy to guard and put Ruiz back to center. You can't do that. Eric McCoy is one of the best centers in the league. I mean, he he, he really is. I mean, and you, we talked to Mike Dettillier about a month ago, and – you know, Mike talks about, you know, my, to me, the second most important position on a football team is left tackle. Well, for Mike Detillier, it's center. And I can completely understand that. And he was just raving. You talk about all the good Saints teams. Every Saints team that has ever been good, and he's 100% right about this, has had a top 10 center. And I, I think-
1: can rattle them off right now. Jeff Fane, Jonathan Goodwin, uh, Max Unger, uh, you know, look, McCoy. All of the, when you had good yes. centers, yeah. When you didn't, those They're were not the good. Seven and nine years, and Absolutely. I found up uh, Ruiz is a, is a above average on the good yeah. side. Like his three point eight pressure percentage. The league average is five point one. So it's look. Is it penning? Yes. Is it? But also McCoy is not. It's his rate isn't high, but it's high and higher than normal, and not great. For a
0: center, well, we know that at the end of the season, that Eric McCoy is going to be.
1: I agree. I'm just telling you, look, you can't. uh, (laughs) Actually, McCoy's pressure percentage is terrible, seven point six percent. An average for a center is three point nine. Not good at all.
0: No, but in his defense, I will say this: they're probably he's probably having to like snap the ball and kind of shift over to his left. Um, you saying what it is. No, and I understand that, and <laughs> I agree. But I, but it, you would also agree, you've covered this team. I mean, you haven't covered them in the last couple of years, but you've covered this team long enough to know that Eric McCoy, when they s- drafted him, that they were expecting him, and he has been the stalwart at center that everyone thought he would be, Sean Payton no thought question. he would be.
1: No, so much so where I remember Sean Payton's strategy Going into the year, the draft with Ruiz, he's like, I just want to draft the best interior lineman I can. Yeah, and we're going to play him at guard because we're not. McCoy is there to stay.
0: We did not expect this to be a offensive line show. We just kind of go wherever a the comments take us, and kind of wherever our conversation takes us. And today, you know, I've talked a lot about Trevor Penning. You know, I'm, I'm not. I haven't been as harsh on him this week probably as I've been but I mean, it's, it's got to improve and we'll see if it does. You Technically it did. Okay. He went from worst to third to worst. <laughs> so absolutely. It has, you look at the saints rankings on offense. They've, they've gone above it. I mean, I think Derek are car except for, I think he's made three really bad passes in two games, two of them were interceptions and one was uh, that in that first game, he kind of threw it into the turf on third down when I thought he might've had a touchdown play kind of rolled out to his left a little bit. And I think maybe released it a little bit early. But both the interceptions that he's had, he's told you there were boneheaded throws. He admitted to them. He knows. I mean, it is what it is. So, But you see the Saints are eighth in passing, despite the fact that he's been pressured as much and despite the fact that he's been sacked eight times. So I, I think that, you know, here you go, Chris, we can, uh, we can agree to disagree because I think Derek Carr has been phenomenal. I think he's been a breath of fresh air and exactly what the Saints need. Um, I I don't understand. Ooh, what, phenomenal what, might be a stretch compared to what the Saints have had at quarterback since Breeze left. Oh man, no, uh, he's been good. We'll see what Andy Dalton does this week. How about this? Banders. He's been good enough. They, we'll see what Andy Dalton does for the Panthers this week. Uh, Ruben's that's asking, not a fair comparison. <laughs> Ru- Rubens asking. We we kind of talked about this in the beginning. Why the Packers? favorite over the Saints this time. I will say this, as the sports betting writer, I guess this is this is my expertise. Um, basically, what this line is telling us at 1.5, and it started at 2, so it's dropped. Big money has come in on the Saints, which has dropped this line. But I will tell you that they're saying that the Saints are slightly, and I mean ever so slightly better, because on a neutral field with a 1.5-point spread, it means the Saints would be about a 1-point favorite on a neutral field. It means in the Dome they'd be anywhere from 3 the three and a half point favorite in the dome. So the, the odds makers are telling you that the Saints are a little bit better, but not enough to be better, not enough to be favored on the road at Lambeau. Um, that doesn't mean that I think the Packers are going to win. I'm just explaining to you why the Packers are favored. I don't agree with the line. I think the Saints should be favored. Uh, we'll get to our picks in a little bit on this. We are going to move on to, uh, we're going to save our Saints pick for last, like we were supposed to do last week and didn't. But in just a minute, we're going to move on to uh, the NFL Week Three, our top uh, matchups, and then we'll finish with with Saints. Um, what you know, if you look to this week, we never really talked about the defense, the Saints defense, which you want to talk about improving over the course of two weeks. I mean, we already knew they were good, and they're fourth ranked. And again, rankings after two weeks, what do they mean? But I think in this case, man, the Saints defense—if anything—they're underrated. I mean, I think they've been obviously showing that they can be a top five defense throughout the course of this year. Maybe not as good as Dallas, but pretty pretty darn close.
1: Tennessee's offense isn't very good. That's true. Neither is Carolina's. Also true. So, but still, you still got to play who you play, and they played lights out. And so, but I'll give you you have you know some of these rankings. I've got even uh, more. Impressive rankings. Uh, Saints opposing passer rating, they're number two in the NFL. Uh, And then they are number three, as I alluded to, in pressure rate uh, in terms of getting to the passer, uh, third in the NFL there. And then what was a weakness uh, has become solid to good. Uh, They're 12th in a, a stat we call defensive rush success rate. So they're 12th best in the NFL uh, in that in terms of uh, run success rate, so the fact you're able to slow down the run, you improve there, and then you're 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 shutting down quarterbacks who need to be shut down. Like Ryan Tannehill, his passer rating uh, in in the week two win jumped by 100 points. Yeah. like it was 28.2 or something, and then it jumped 100 points in the win against the chargers yeah but you're shutting down who you need to shut down so i do feel like that this is a huge uh test for green bay especially given that uh, look Bakhtiari's banged up aaron jones banged, banged up. up
0: christian, christian watson Watts yep
1: banged up uh, and jordan love with all of that and going against defense that are okay 55% completion percentage. And week one, he leaned on Aaron Jones a ton. So this is, to me, is definitely a big test for Green Bay to see if they can move the ball against a good defense, uh, even without some pieces. I'm Like, I don't know if Jones is going to play, and I don't know if Watson's going to play. One might, one might not. Both might sit. Uh, so if, uh, you know, the Saints could run into
0: some good timing in, in terms of that. You now Watson's starting trending looking like he's going to play. Um, I would be surprised actually if Aaron Jones plays, I think the way he pulled up a couple of weeks ago in that week one game, you don't want to mess with someone like that. So I he's think,
1: too vital for this team this year. Agreed. You can't mess with that.
0: Agreed. And he's had his issues in the past. Uh, our old colleague, our friend Jeff Duncan was talking about on final bet last night, um, you know, that the Saints being 2-0 and is kind of like Lanyap. He expected them to lose one of the first two games. And honestly, I kind of did too. I thought, I said in the beginning, if they could jump out to a 4-2 and start, that the way that this schedule lines up for them, I, I think if they're 4-2, and they're head and shoulders the favorite in this division, no matter what the other teams are doing, in my opinion. So to have a chance to start 3-0, and Larry, I think for this team, with playing again, You played a home opener last week for Carolina. They were able to get through that. If they're somehow able to get through this Green Bay home opener and start three and zero, and then you come back for Tampa Bay, sets up great for this team.
1: Yeah, because I feel like both Tennessee and Carolina were going to be toss up games just because of the nature of the teams they're playing. Yeah, just where they were offensively trying to kind of get it together, and both games ended up kind of being a bit a bit of a toss up. Maybe Carolina not as much because late, and then the score got tighter later. Kind of the garbage touchdown, but still, it was tight basically the whole time. So, I mean that those games played out basically how I thought. Uh, But then in the moment, I felt like and look, both weeks I could tell you I picked the Saints to win. So in the moment, I felt that the Saints were on uh, good ground. And yeah, there's no doubt. Like if they go four and two, I think that's that's very good. I I could see them being even better. Like I think five and one is. Viable, just seeing that. Like, like, I feel like the offense will improve. Oh, that's I agree wholeheartedly. So I feel like if the defense can play, they don't have to be number one in the league, but if they're a top seven defense, like that's very, very good. I mean, you so got to remember like in good
0: shape. There, you got to remember what a break the Saints got, and I, I mean, I don't mean to harp on this, but the fact that Alvin Kamara only got three games, which was a, an absolute Christmas gift. You want to talk about? Saints fans talking about how the NFL hates the Saints. Well, if they hated the Saints, Alvin Kamara would have got a lot more than three games. He would have got
1: Um, six. They cut it in half, and they they, basically, because he he went up there and was contrite to the commissioner's face, and I think they said, okay.
0: Early Christmas gift is (laughs) is what I call it. Uh, Chris says he's not worried about Green Bay. He's worried about the Saints' offense not producing points. Uh, The kicker has 18 points out of 30. It's a little early. Um, I, I agree with Larry. I think you're talking about a team that's playing with a new quarterback. Uh, basically, Trevor Penning is new at left left tackle. I'm not taking it up for uh, obviously. I'm not taking it up for Trevor. What? Tackle. You're not? I mean, obviously. But uh, there's a whole there's a bunch of whole new pieces. And again, I think when Kamara comes back, it's going to make a world of difference because that actually. I can't wait to see when Kamara comes back. How Taysom Hill is even more involved. And it's going to be more dynamic and do some different things. We'll see how it works out. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, well, if we got a new uh, commenter here. We're getting healthy, AK back next week. Uh, Ephon says Miller will be back this week. Uh, Jamal Williams can rest up and get ready for the long haul. Yeah. I need to see Kendra
1: Miller actually. Be on the field Yes, I make any kind of judgment. I don't care about one good preseason game that I saw. I agree. He can't even prove that he can be on the field yet. So I, I, I have no expectations for him. I need to see it to believe it. All right. yeah.
0: We're going to spend five to seven minutes here on NFL Week 3, and we're going to come back to the Saints and wrap up the show with our picks, with our Saints-Packers picks. But as we've been doing every week, Larry Holder of The Athletic, who covers the NFL, The Athletic, we're going to talk about the week. And I know you've gone through your list. Uh, and you've made your picks. Um, what on this list stands out? I know it's a little boggled up. I had to do some quick changing here in the last second. We got the Sunday night game is kind of like stuck in there, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, because there are two Monday night games. It ruins my whole schedule here. Uh, but Can yes, I say I hate the two Monday games over? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. I don't understand why they're doing that. I mean, I, I think they're just trying it out and seeing what sticks, but I mean, it's okay to do it one week. But do we have to do this two weeks in a row? I don't know if we're doing this. I hope. I think this is the last week they're doing that. But well, it at least it at least spared America from watching two back-to-back
1: brutal games instead of you 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 had to flip from one to the
0: other because both games were not good. No, and neither were good. Right, well, uh, while we got we got some comments while we, while I put this up, Nathaniel says Saints offense obviously struggling. If Jameis Winston was the quarterback, he would get the blame. Well, I don't know that anyone would get to blame right now because, like Larry said, they're 2-0. and oh, Right. But, but I, I don't disagree that they but people would feel if this were the exact same offense with Jameis Winston in there, there would be a lot more hate. I would just say that. Uh, Barry wants to know, is love the best quarterback the Saints have played so far? Um, yes. You think so? You think he's better yes. than Tannehill?
1: Tannehill... The- there's a reason why he had a 28 passer rating. I mean, yeah. come on. And, and the Chargers defense, everybody throws on them. Yeah. I mean, Tua, I mean, look, do I think Tua is like a top 10 quarterback? Yes. Do I think he's like the number one quarterback in the league? No, but the Chargers made him look like that. And then he made they made Tannehill look good. So
0: yeah, I don't that, know, I, man. My know-it-all son says that the Miami offense is the best offense in the league, hands down. He says. Well,
1: I think part of that is that uh, he's, uh, his offensive line is protecting him a heck of a lot better, and they're able to get some sort of run game. I mean, Raheem Mostert's back to Raheem Mostert from like four years ago all yeah. of a sudden, but he gets hurt like every year too. So who knows how long that lasts?
0: Well, we're starting a new segment here on my show. It's, it's stuff – my son says, <laughs> "He's in stuff in parentheses." Uh, Charles says Taysom Hill is a crucial offensive weapon, even though his presence in the backfield signals run. Should Carmichael work in more plays or pass plays for him, or not fix what's broke? I'm sure at some
1: point he's going to throw it. I mean, I mean he's he did done it, it once last year, right? And why? What well, you at, at some point you do it. But here's the thing: if you were, if he's being successful, run the football. I would not change that unless he keeps getting stuffed and uh, it it, to me it it seems like it works and yet you probably aren't going to have to use him as much right after this week because you'll get Kamara back and uh, you know you're hoping Jamal Williams comes back sooner than later and if Miller can stay on the field and you have more options back there I feel like they're they're having to do it more because they don't have as many options really hardly at all.
0: I found it interesting that, uh, you know, even though Carolina knows the Saints offense, it's a little different with Carl, but it's not that much different. You put Taysom in and they still couldn't figure it out. I mean, this is a division opponent that's seen this dozens of times and they still don't get it. I mean, I I just, I don't understand why they wouldn't pick that up by now, but whatever.
1: Shaq Thompson getting hurt probably didn't
0: help. You know, of course. All right, let's go to this week again. We're going to finish the show with our Saints Packers predictions um, my official, official prediction, Larry, what do you see on this list that you like? Give me, give me, give me a noon game first that you like, uh, the most that you're looking forward to most. I feel like the noon games are not
1: super a- appetizing. I think Saints Packers, look, I think that yeah, would be good. I agree. Uh, if you're going to pick one out, I am curious to see Chargers Vikings. Someone's going zero and three. Yep. I think that and is good. None, done done. Yeah, I think that is good. That's a toss up game. Uh, you could see both quarterbacks getting hot, and that could be a high scoring game. Uh, but the Vikings might turn it over 700 times like they have every game. Uh, Kirk Cousins' numbers are awesome, and yet they, they can't even put points on the board. I mean, he had four touchdowns last week. Like his numbers were awesome, but uh, whether it's him, Sack, Bumble, or the rest of his teammates, that that's a. Uh, Dude, Minnesota, that's a tough one. I'm curious about Bill's commanders. I want to see why? if the commanders... they Commanders get their
0: asses kicked. It's one of I the best don't Minnesota. know.
1: We, I've seen the bills.
0: This line is going down. its It was six and a half. It's now six. I find this interesting. I don't understand why people are buying into the commanders. You can tell me better, but Sam Howell is not an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Give me a well, break.
1: Technically, he is, and he's playing better than... Some of the other people that were in his draft class, and then there, are people beyond that. So, uh, like this is, but this is like Sam Howell's what fourth, fifth start. So he's essentially a rookie, and the fact that the Commanders are winning yeah. with him, hey, uh, I, I and the and the Bills sometimes. Who did they beat?
0: Arizona, and, and uh, they beat the hapless Paytons last week, who let them back into that game. Not Sam Howell's fault. No, I'm not blaming Sam Howell, but they play a real team this week. They're gonna like be- Atlanta.
1: Detroit's gonna be good too. That's gonna to be uh like is is the Falcons defense for real? Yeah. Uh, and are is the hype again on the lines? Like they just
0: came back, lost a game. Uh, Falcons are two and zero. That's very and that that might be the most intriguing game of the day. Atlanta Detroit. Detroit's banged up a little bit. Um yeah. I hate to I hate to like Atlanta in this game because I don't want to, but. I mean, I just, I like Atlanta. I think i again, Detroit's banged up. I think I also think Detroit, I think both of those teams are overrated. I know everybody's talking about Atlanta being the the second best team in the, in the division. I still don't believe that. I still think we'll find out. Yeah. Straight up. I took the lions. I'll just, I'll just
1: tell you that. I just feel like they got some, uh, they got some offensive power still. And then Falcons on the road. I think the fan base is still going to be jacked up and, uh, even though Detroit's defense isn't super great. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the Lions can bounce back and the Falcons are due for a loss.
0: Yeah, well, Chris says uh, coaching is key with Washington. Um, I know we dis- Chris and I disagree on he likes Washington, but I agree with that coaching is key. And I don't think that coaching's any good. I don't understand why everyone loves Eric Biannimi. And there's a reason why he can't get a, coach- a head coaching job because he's not that good of a coach. He keeps getting turned down and he's going to take over that Washington team at some point, And they're not going to be any better. Just, just saying, I don't know you if I'm agreeing there. You don't have to agree. Um, uh,
1: I know. Obviously you and me disagree all the damn time on this thing. No, but we
0: agree a lot of times though. We, <laughs> agree, we, we agree a lot more. Um, but I think that Buffalo is, the, is going to come out and uh, they got something to prove. They I mean,
1: definitely do. I mean, they, they went out and, you know, laid the smack down last week. I think they need to get people back on, on kind of the Bills bandwagon because after the way they finished last year and they, uh, you know, they lose week one to yeah. the Jets in that crazy scenario. And so, yeah, I think the Bills have something to prove. And,
0: uh, you know, but I do think that's an intriguing game. I'm curious to see how that goes. In case you missed yesterday's pod, our best bets pod with Uncle Big Nick, my bet of the week is if you don't know what a teaser is, it's basically a parlay, but you get a gift of six points for both sides that you pick, uh, but you have to get both right, and it costs uh, $12 to win 10 uh, and any multiple that you want going forward. Buffalo even is uh, p- the first part of the teaser. I think that's free, mu- free leg of a teaser because Buffalo is going to win that game. And then Baltimore minus two against Indianapolis. I think the Ravens are they are going to establish themselves with Cincinnati's problems um, Baltimore having a chance now to really take kind of charge early, um, man, it's going to be tough to beat them in the AFC
1: North. Well, you see Lamar Jackson's getting comfortable within that new offense. I think, you know, he's week got one, a lot
0: more weapons.
1: Yeah. Week one was a bit of a struggle. I mean, I looked at Bengals defense. I think was, is pretty good, but like they were able to win that game. But no, I think you saw a more comfortable Lamar Jackson. I agree. Uh, and so I, you know, he's got a new weapon with Zay flowers. Uh, you know, uh, look, Mark Andrews is back in the mix and they're going to still, they, they could still run it with the backs to have, head, even though Dobbins is hurt, but I feel like there's more of a comfort there for him. So, yeah. And then you're looking at what's going on in that division. Like Pittsburgh is not as good as I thought Kenny Pickett would come out and play better this year, but a lot of that, I could tell you people in Pittsburgh pointing the finger less at Pickett and more at Matt Canada. Oh, have we heard that before? Down yeah, here? right. So. In Baton Rouge. <laughs>
0: I mean, he couldn't
1: get it done at LSU. I mean, uh, like, how do you get promoted up and go be the O.C.?
0: Yeah, I don't uh, know. Because you have a great running back in Najee Harris and I think a potential superstar in George Pickens. I mean, so, to me, that they, they, they should be really good on offense. But you're right, they're not.
1: Uh, well, they're banged they, up on defense, too. I mean, Hayward's hurt, and that's, look, he's, he's your Cam Jordan of that group. Yeah, uh, Been there forever, same draft class. And then Cleveland, like Deshaun Watson.
0: He'll get, he's going to be okay. I'm waiting. Well,
1: it's eight games in to his starting career yeah. rounds and no Nick Chubb anymore.
0: i yeah, That hurts. Uh, but for getting Kareem Hunt back really helps them. I, I have predicted before the season that Cleveland would win the division. I'm not ready to change my mind yet, but I do think it's going to be a two-team race between Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati starting slow is a fluke. I, I, I said it before, Joe Burrow missing training camp basically with the calf injury is going to hurt them. Cincinnati's in trouble. It looks like he's going to play this week because this line keeps moving towards the Bengals, so somebody knows something of that Monday night game, but we'll see. I like the noon games, Atlanta, Detroit, I'm really looking forward to that one. Then the late window, there's really not much to look at. My upset of the week, though, and I know you're going to disagree with me, and I picked this before I knew Andy Dalton was starting, but I'm not going to break away from it now. I think Carolina goes to Seattle and wins that football game.
1: I think that could happen there. Like, this actually might be beneficial randomly for Carolina. I didn't – look, I'm taking Seattle because I think uh, – look, Geno Smith, I think he's – he's on the roller coaster ride, I think he's he's going to ride the hot streak. So, I think he's uh, – he, that they're going to get it done. But I do think that having Andy Dalton in that environment yeah. will be more beneficial than Bryce Young uh, because, look, Seattle's defense isn't great, uh, you know, but I'm putting a little bit more it faith. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's so, yeah. I was being nice. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I like I, I could see that I didn't really pick too many upsets. The only upset I'm seeing uh that I picked that was is money line upset uh, yeah. is Pittsburgh. I'm taking okay. Pittsburgh to win in Los Angeles. I United. like that. And I it's like not that. a big upset, but it's I like that. But yeah, and I, but I feel like when I made the pick for I, I picked Minnesota to beat the Chargers, and I thought it would. That was pretty even when I made that pick. I don't, but like I had to make my. I had to turn in my picks Tuesday, so who knows? Yeah. yeah so it's, it's me just,
0: too, and we're switching that next next uh, week. We're starting. I'm gonna uh, be releasing them on Thursday morning instead of Wednesday morning. So that uh, uh, I
1: might have just teased what I'm gonna pick for Saints Packers.
0: That's okay. Uh I, I actually like, I like. My statement. If I had to, I like besides uh, Carolina. I also, kind of like Tennessee a little bit this week. Uh, I could
1: see that just because Cleveland, they, they're probably pretty bummed out. Now Cleveland's defense absolutely. is pretty good. Uh, no doubt be, about that. But uh, but yeah, like, like Tennessee could win a grind it out kind of a game because it's been kind of ugly for the Browns, even though they're and one
0: Don't be surprised at the fight and pick.
1: Oh, I take that back. I picked Tennessee. So there you go. There you go right. I did, it didn't just change. I'm like looking, i have just mis- mis- misread. So I did pick Tennessee t- in a you know, small upset.
0: Don't be surprised if the fighting in Payton's in desperation mode beat the Dolphins.
1: Man. I, I just, there's no me. I feel
0: like Russell Wilson's numbers are just. Oh, there's no easy. Oh, I agree with that. I'm not saying they're going to be good this year. I don't think they're going to make a comeback, but I think in this game particular, Payton is all over their asses this week. I think the defense is going to play lights out. Uh, Vance Joseph might be coaching for his job this week.
1: Well, if he, that's the problem. I mean, if he's given up 30-something points to Washington, you don't think Miami can put that up?
0: Come Maybe. Exactly. Lastly, Monday night, um, I don't really like the rams the game at all. Either way, I don't know if Burrow is playing for sure. Even if he is, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I think Philly rolls the floor. With Tampa Bay. I think Philly is going to steamroll the Bucks by at least two touchdowns. That team is a complete mirage facade, whatever you want to call them. And the defending NFC champions are just going to bum rush Tampa Bay this week. You're
1: not buying into Baker. Come no. on. I, I, Baker. Let's go. Mike Evans dominating.
0: Not doing it. Not doing it. You made a picture of that one.
1: Philadelphia winning this game, yeah. but yeah, well, Philadelphia has won two games and, uh, their offense, uh, look, they just ran, ran, ran in week two, rightfully so, because they could.
0: Uh, but it hasn't
1: guys. been super crisp in the passing game. And I found that game funny uh, that all of a sudden A.J. Brown throws a tantrum, then Jalen Hurts feels like he's got a four-speed, and it yeah. it took him off line. And that's when you tell A.J. Brown, go sit down. We're going to yeah. run the ball the entire time because we can. Like, A.J. Brown's not playing for a contract. Zip it.
0: I, he, I agree. Uh,
1: so I, I found that bizarre. Uh, so, but yeah, I look, I think Philly, they're just getting started. Like I, think I agree. Jalen, Cause I think like, I'm a big Jalen hurts guy, just seeing what he was able to do. He improved everywhere. And I don't Absolutely. think he, he surprised me as a pro. He really did. Uh, but no, I, I, don't, I don't think he's a fluke at all. I think he is. He's exactly what teams want to find in quarterbacks these days.
0: Well, he's my fantasy quarterback, and has been for three years, so I'm um, <laughs> pretty cool with that. Uh, last one before we go to the, back to the Saints and make our Saints pick, uh, Chris says Chiefs and Cowboys minus 12 and a half. It just seems too easy, and I'm going to tell you why that's probably not a good idea, Chris, because you had the double-digit favorite covering last night. I'm going to have to go back and look, but I don't know. It, it's probably been years, and I mean lots of years, since you've had... At least three double digit favorites, and they all covered. It just doesn't happen in the NFL uh, all that often. So I think one of those games, and really, if I had to pick one, I think Arizona is going to cover against Dallas. I think Dallas is going to win. Trayvon Diggs being out for the season is a bummer for the Cowboys. I think it could emotionally affect them. I do not like, uh, I I don't think Dallas is going to steamroll Arizona like many think they could or will. I think Kansas City rolls over Chicago. I think well, that's, that
1: I, I would say the same thing. I, I think uh, Arizona – look, Josh Dobbs actually had a pretty good game last week. I do think no digs is going to – that's going to be a problem No later. diggity.
0: No right, diggity. When, when you have
1: teams that can finally slow down the pass rush of the Cowboys, I'm not saying Arizona's it, but, uh, yeah, I could see the Cowboys winning – I don't know. What, what uh, What's the spread? Like, I could see them winning by half. Twelve and six. a half. I could see them winning by ten. Like yeah, something I, think, like that. I think that's. The Bears are a total dumpster. I agree, uh, Kansas and not only city might win by thirty.
0: And, and the reason why I really do like Kansas City this week is because they have yet to play a good game. I think they're ready to come out and say, you know what, we got a We're playing against a terrible defense. We're playing at home. Let's smoke the Bears because I think this is a. Per- they could win like thirty-seven to ten.
1: Uh, Chris Jones might have, like, five sacks. You I think that, that, that dude is agrees. motivated because he's still ticked. He had a good game last week uh, against, uh, obviously, a better opponent, in my eyes, with Jacksonville. Made life not fun for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and Justin Fields, he's running around. He wants to run around uh, and play schoolyard ball all of a sudden. Hates his coaching staff. Yeah, uh, Kansas City. Uh, like, I don't know that
0: playing. I've ever heard co- a guy. I mean, I guess it's happened. I just don't realize it. But, man, you don't go out and – and blame your coaches. If I am his coach, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And I know I'm old school, so that's why I can never coach anything today. But if if my if one of my players says that, I don't care who you are, you're sitting for at least a game. Shut the hell up. Well, then the coach will certainly get fired
1: because they're worse. They get fired without... anyway. Well, they get fired. Off with... I might as well do what I want. They're worse off without him. But uh, I... Justin Fields isn't wrong. Sorry, he's not wrong
0: about what the co- coaching.
1: Yeah, he's not wrong. I feel like they're they have not given him what he needs to be a successful quarterback in the
0: NFL. But he's not I, I just, good.
1: If we've seen him with actually, <laughs> like if he if he played for the Saints, I bet you he'd be even the Like they would be better.
0: he would be running Sorry. for his life with the Saints.
1: Well, he would be running for positive yards, not running in circles and from behind uh, uh, you know uh, behind when, a of scrimmage.
0: when's the last oh, who's the best ever Ohio State quarterback does Joe Burrow count no he does not <laughs> why not he doesn't He's got count. a diploma from there right he doesn't count he, he never played for Ohio State but what was it the guy who, got, who went to jail
1: for gambling who's that guy
0: Art Schleister yeah
1: is he the yeah. best one
0: uh, maybe they don't have any is my point Ohio State is where quarterbacks go to die in the NFL. Well, Alabama used to be that substitute. way.
1: It was like Joe Namath and then nobody for like 50 years, and then all of a sudden yeah. they got some.
0: Uh, they had didn't well, uh, Kenny, Stabler. Kenny Stabler. I was going Kenny, Kenny Stabler, Stabler played at Alabama. All right,
1: 45 years. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm 55 years old, so I don't remember. 43, hey. All right, let's make our Saints-Packers pick before we go off the air. We're having so much fun here on Dattitude. Every Friday we do this. Come join us, 10 a.m. And if Look, if you like what you see, seeing, you can go hear my monologue after. I'll tie this on to our, our pod here. Go search for podcast, Dattitude, wherever you get your podcast. Coming on after this. Larry, Saints and Packers on Sunday. I think we both have kind of alluded to the way we feel about this game. I'm going to let you go first and give me a... Prediction and a score, and I'll put some other predictions on the screen while we're doing it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. I just feel like on the road, the Saints aren't putting enough points on the board, and I, I think the Packers' defense, like I said, that pressure percentage number, not good if you're the Saints' offensive line. Uh, they're able to get it done. Rashawn Gary is really kind of working his way back into the mix and if the green Bay gets maybe one of the two weapons we talked about back uh, get Watson back uh, or Jones, like we said, I think Watson is more leaning to play rather than Jones. I, I just feel like, it's going to be close. It, it, there's a reason why the spread is what it is. Uh, but like, I'm going to go, let's go Packers 21, Saints 20.
0: Man, it seems like we've done this before. I'm have to get some of the old clips back again. I'll, i always have fun when I bring the old clips back. <laughs> Shocker. We're on the wrong we're on the opposite sides, which is <laughs> I, I don't know if it's it's probably good for the Saints because usually we're on the we're on the same side or we're wrong. So although I think we both picked the Saints to beat we Tennessee, both, right? We
1: both picked them to win
0: Tennessee. I picked Tennessee. them to lose last week.
1: Oh yeah. So. who are you?
0: I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I think the wrong team is favored this week. I think the Saints are better than the Packers. Um, I get that it's at Lambeau. I think the Packers, if they don't have Aaron Jones, I really like the Saints. Um, and if they don't have Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, I'm going to actually bet on it. It's not one of my best bets, but uh, you know I think the Saints win this game. I think the way they've been playing defense, they are going to pressure Jordan Love as much as the Packers defensive front is going to pressure, Der- pressure Derek Carr. But I will say this, if, I mean, at some point, if Trevor Penning can't do any better, if you're right, and you talk about this rush, and I, look, I'm beating a dead horse. I don't care. I, I mean, they've got to do something. You can't just keep shifting over a fullback. Adam Prentice isn't supposed to be playing 30 snaps a game because he needs to help the left tackle that couldn't block you or I. I mean, I don't understand this at all. Anyway, I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than usual, that being said. Uh, we'll see if Kendra Miller does anything. Uh, the way Chris olave has been playing, and Michael Thomas has been... A very pleasant surprise, along with Rashid Shahid. I like the Saints receiving core, the way they've been playing, Larry. Um, Me I'm going to say, say Saints 24, Packers 20, which would be slightly over the 42 and a half. So this will be the most high scoring game of the season so far. And if the Saints win this game, they're not going to lose to Tampa Bay. I'll give you a little little heads up. They're not going to lose to Tampa Bay in the dome. Saints started 5-0 and in 2013, Larry. They're they're trying to uh, keep that streak alive, so they can match that in a couple of weeks. I remember
1: that in the old Rob Ryan days, he still got a tab open at Miss May's. Come on, unpaid. <laughs> <I don't
0: think laughs> why was, you, why are you giving that guy such grief?
1: Uh, he's just a big bluster. I mean, come on,
0: it's. Uh, I love when uh, you he, get on Rob Ryan.
1: He's just a big. Big bluster. I mean, what? What? A Come big, on. Obviously. Well, he had
0: fun when he was here.
1: Well, yes. He was fun for like a year. And then he, well, and then he, he's going to say, well, oh, Sean Payton made me change the defense to lead you in a boom, but it didn't work. This, that, and the other. Well, guess what? The defense got better when Sean Payton brought Dennis Allen in. And yeah. look, the defense has been good, really, from 17 all the way to now. So right. I think, I think, I think Dennis is a better. Higher, but I'm gonna it to, wasn't available then, so he went and got Rob Ryan.
0: Whatever. Just for you, I'm going to have to break out. uh I'm going to have to break out my old goodbye to Rob Ryan the, when they fired him that on that bye week, and we called it the bye bye week on the black and gold today, and we had this like teary kind of goodbye.
1: I don't remember <laughs> it. You yeah, you're going to have to bring it back. Right, I, let, I mean, I remember. I remember covering the game yeah. uh, at the picky for, for that, and everyone in the locker room knew it was bye. <laughs> they, they, they all, all the players knew. That was actually the uh, start. Gonna, gonna see a change. In that, the, that was one. the real
0: start of the Dennis Allen era. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and honestly, I mean, I don't think anyone can deny this. The Saints defense have continued to get better and better and better and better since that day. And that was, what, eight years ago? Yeah, that was in, what, 2016? 2015, right? 2015, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Well, it's been a lot of fun today, Larry. Um, I tell you what, let's do this again next week. I'm willing to bet we will. Huh? See so yeah, what I did there. Boom. I did. Money line is like plus six, minus six hundred. That we will do it again next week. <laughs> All right. See you next Friday. Enjoy you the bet, weekend. Can bet against it, and then you know, uh, not nah, sure. no, no. Because I mean, sometimes you're right, especially when we're on we're on the opposite side oh, Let's see, we're on the opposite side. One of us can be right. One of us can be wrong. You can. I, I hope I get to text you but and tell you how right I was. For a change. I'm
1: not. Yeah, I'm not going to gloat. I just think it's a tight game. Like, well, it might come down to one
0: mistake. All right. Well, maybe the readers will gloat. See, I'm still a sports writer at heart. I still call you all readers, um, even though you're listening, and a lot of you don't read at all. I mean, you know how to read. You just don't read. I mean, I'm not. I'm not dumb. I know a lot of you just don't read, unless you're staring at a phone. When's the last time any of you read anything that wasn't on a phone? or a screen? Just a question. I mean, how many of you out there have to really think about it long and hard, the last time you read anything that wasn't on some sort of screen? That's my question of the day. Feel free to answer it. jderryattheadvocate.com. i would love to hear it. Maybe I'll give you results out in the air. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Who knows? What we will be doing next week is having, going back to three shows, Monday, Will be Derry's dime. I have no idea. Maybe I'll have a guest. Maybe I won't. We've been doing it without a guest. But one thing we will have is reaction from the team, uh, the Saints. Dennis Allen, I'm sure, most likely Derek Carr, maybe another player. Who knows? Just kind of depends on what happens. Uh, but we've been doing uh, we've been doing that every Monday. That is intertwined with my dime and my take on what happens. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Saints to win. I think they're the better team. I think a chance to go three and O and kind of you know put their foot down, even if Atlanta wins this week and they're also three and O, that is going to be an interesting race because I think Atlanta is going to hit a dry spell at some point in the near very near future. You got to remember their schedule is as easy as the Saints, um, and some people think it's even easier. So maybe Atlanta will be a ten or eleven win kind of team. B. John Robinson's pretty darn good. Um, they don't play for a little while, so be fun. It's going to be fun. And so will Sunday, Saints Packers. All right, going out today, I told you I was going to give uh, some love to my sister. And love is kind of the key word of the day. You know, the Saints are playing Jordan Love. And my, my sister loved karaoke, as I do. Um, she wasn't the greatest karaoke singer on the planet, but she did love to do it. And her number one go-to song was, yes, this one. Tin roof, rusted. She loved it. And uh, so that's how we're going out today. Why not? Uh, My sister would have been, if you didn't hear me in the beginning, she would have been 52 years old today. Happy heavenly birthday to Kristen Derry. Miss you very much. She was the life of the party. Take her with me, inside of me, wherever I go. She's always up here. Maybe that's why I'm so loud. Nah. Like I tell my wife, Derrys are loud. That's who we are. So we're going to have fun with it tonight. I will be out at Archbishop Shaw High School, Shaw Bonnable doing play-by-play with my friend Jim Rapier uh, and my director Todd Whittington on Varsity Sports. Now I'm going to take the weekend off. Well, I'm going to take Saturday off. Who knows what I'll do Sunday. And then we'll be back here on Monday for a whole new fresh week. Will the Saints be 2-1 and one, or will they be 3-0? Oh? Maybe we'll even talk about the fight in LSU Tigers taking on Arkansas this weekend, Tulane, should have it easy with nickels. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll, we'll see you on Monday for Datitude and then buy you bets. Peace and love. My friends.